0: blog talk radio let's keep it
1: Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon to you. I pray that you are all having an incredible day in the Lord. It is an awesome day to be alive and part of the land of the living because our God is good to us each and every day. Hallelujah. God is so, so faithful unto us, and, and we just love him with everything that is within him, and we are so grateful that he blesses us with many, many benefits and different um, places within him, different levels within him, different dimensions within him different places of responsibility. And we're going to discuss some of that today. We, we've we got a kind of a hot topic today based on the events of this past week. But you know what? God is a faithful God. And you know, we definitely don't shun um, current events. That's what the It's Real Radio talk show is all about. But be that as it may, I have a special, special surprise to my listeners today as one of our own is on the line with us today to share his heart with us, and we have truly, truly, truly missed him. So, Mr. D.L. Henry, what it be like, sir?
0: <laughs> what is going on? Elna? Oh, no. Found stuff, little stuff, worldwide oh What is going on? What is
2: going on with you? So happy to be here. To the truth. My life has been a blessing. It has been wonderful. It has been good. I am still on the move. I have totally changed my lifestyle. I have got off of all social media to concentrate on what it is that God would have me to do. And so. The next time you see me, I will look totally different. I am two months of being a strict vegan and I love it.
1: Wow. Wow. All righty, sir. All righty. (laughs) Well, you know what? We, I think we go through life transformations every so many years. And God just takes us to a whole nother level and a whole nother plane. So to God be the glory for the transition within you. Anytime you are transitioning to a deeper walk with him and a greater level of understanding of your purpose in him, that's an incredible thing. I love it.
0: Yeah,
2: it's just so much clarity. You know, they used to say something when we, um, uh, when we grow up, you are what you eat. And I'm not getting up here trying to convert everybody to be vegan. But what I'm saying is that it's giving me so much clarity, so much, um, uh, you know, just energy, um, period. You know, I think um, last time, man, I was on so many medications, blood pressure, cholesterol, I'm on none of that stuff anymore. Um, My blood pressure is lower than it's ever been, even when I was on the medicine. And so for me, it has just been um, a positive lifestyle change uh, for me for the the better. Like I said, going on two months. I don't even know. I just listen to my body. But if I had to tell you by weight of what I've lost, probably maybe 40 pounds um, oh, wow. in, in 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 the two months. I just um, went and uh, tried on uh, something because I'm so hard on myself sometimes. I went and tried on the suit that I I couldn't wear. Well, I couldn't wear the vest two months ago, oh. uh, and of course now I can. So, um, But the energy level and just how I feel overall has just been um, uh, incredible. I couldn't go up the stairs. I think the last time I talked to you, they were trying to find, figure out what was going on with my heart because I couldn't go up the stairs mm-hmm. without being out of bed. Well, uh, right. to, to God be the glory, I had to step off. I just stepped off the field. I'm coaching um, 11-year-olds in football now. And so um, oh, wow. I wanted to be a point to so I stepped away from that. And so now not only am I walking upstairs, but I'm running around with 11-year-olds coaching them. And so um, it's just been incredible for me me to truly have.
1: Amen. Well, I, that's encouraging. I'm I'm really really happy to hear that. We have got to take care of our temples, and I think we forget that. You know, the body, our body is a gift unto us to house our spirit while we're yet in this earth realm. And that body, that house, will only last as long as we take care of it. It's just like you know, in the natural, if you don't take care of your home, next thing you know, you got insects and roaches and all kind of stuff running around and the structural integrity of it is, is in question. And you're an engineer, you know, you know, the, the thing will literally cave in with you in it. And I believe if we don't take care of our bodies, we could experience the exact same thing because that is our, our physical house that houses who we really are. So I, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged, my brother, I'm encouraged. I thank God for you. That's, that's good news. Good, good news because we definitely need you to be around for a lot, lot longer.
2: <laughs> Amen. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Well, I got a hot topic today, sir. Um, and I'm going to be nice. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. I know I reached out to you this morning and I felt in my spirit oh, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. But uh, I've, I've had a little talk with Jesus today. And. <laughs> and so um I'm going to express my feelings but I'm not going to um become that 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 concerns me and I think that's what we do so often you know we become that that we dislike and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I know you haven't been a part of the show for, for a minute, but all this year, off and on, all this year, God has had me dealing with the seven mountains of influence. It's something that has really become um, an intricate part of of where he's carrying me and and my journey in him you know like i said at the beginning of the show we we all we journey into different places and different levels and different dimensions in him and you know your walk may not be my walk and and vice versa but i believe that ultimately if we are kingdom citizens if we really grasp who we are in the lord And recognize his lordship of our lives, him being our father, us being joint heirs with his son in the kingdom of God, recognizing that, you know, when we – whatever we do in this earth realm, we have to keep in mind we are first representing our father. We cannot name the name of Christ and call ourselves a quote-unquote Christian, And, and, and sometimes I even have trouble with that term. Because I think people use it in the wrong context, um, and and I am so, as you know, I'm not a religious person. I, I believe strongly, strongly, strongly um, in a relationship with God, and I'm so grateful for my relationship with God, but be that as it may, I am a disciple of Christ, but I do not call Christianity my religion because I don't believe in religion. I think that it will kill you. It will mess you all the way up because all it does is in traditions and, and legalism and what have you. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Um, but I believe that everything that we do in this earth realm, we do as a representation of our Father, which art in heaven, of our Father God, of our Creator. Because again, you know, it's it's like when you when you give your last name to somebody. Um, be it a man giving his last name to his wife or a father giving his last name to their child, that denotes that when you step out and use that name, you are really representing who I am, okay? Spouses represent each other. Parents and children really represent each other, and it's not a one-way street. It's not just my child representing me. It's me representing my child as well because we all are called accountable for the reputation and the legacy in the name in which we live, okay? Um, So like I said, all this year I've been dealing with the seven mountains of influence um, because it's, it's just been really, really in my spirit that God has called us to represent in all seven mountains as kingdom citizens, as children of the Most High God. And before I go on any further and really get into my tangent, hey Miss Tanya, how are you doing today?
3: Pam, yes, I am. So sorry, you got to really forgive me. How are you, beautiful lady? You doing good today?
1: I I, I am well. Are you at work?
3: I am, but I'm going to put you I got you. Okay.
1: okay. Okay, so I know you have me muted then. I just needed to, to know the, what was going on with you. Just so you know, our, our long-lost friend is on the line with us as well, Mr. D.L. Henry, because I know you weren't on at the beginning shut of the show. Up. When he said his hello. <laughs> oh, shut
3: up. I want to do. Uh, shut up. <laughs> okay, like, um, hey, Operation that. Spandex, don't, long time no hear from. Hair.
1: Oh, <laughs> the <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to let y'all play in a little bit, but let me go ahead and carry on with my train of thought. But anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that you were on the line as well. So basically, as I was saying, um, you know, and and Tanya can attest to this because we've been really dealing with influence, and and even on last week, you know, how you handle the assignment that you've been given as an influencer and what have you. Well, this past week, as – um, most of you know, our president, Mr. Donald Trump, had an impromptu meeting where he invited several um, African American and a few Hispanic pastors. Um, to meet with him. And the purpose of the meeting was to discuss prison reform and um, how he was opening up so many jobs. And I don't want to give you numbers because I don't want to misquote it, but I know it was a lot of jobs that he wanted to place in urban community centers to help with the rehabilitation of um, inmates coming out of the the penal system coming out of the penitentiary and helping them reacclimate better um, back into society. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, that is a major, major problem in our country. We, we know that the, the penal system really was set up as, as a secondary um, system to control um, ethnic groups of people. We already know that we know that you know it became big money. You know it was not just about getting criminals off the street. it was about judges being paid off, district attorneys being paid off, police officers being paid off to incarcerate minorities because all of a sudden now you got corporations and not the states owning and running um penitentiaries, and so to make it feasible and cost-efficient, they needed to incarcerate as many people as possible because they get paid by the head. So be that as it may, um, President Trump had a meeting this week, and like I said, he had several prominent um, ministers that he called together. I don't remember all of their names, but um, I know Del Bronner was one, Pastor Hines um, um, the, the one that I'm I'm really going to address, because the one that I'm most, <clears throat> excuse me, familiar with was Pastor John Gray. Um, and I want to address it uh, based on Pastor John Gray. Um, Bishop, wait, I'm sorry, um, Bishop Harry Jackson was also there. There were several. There was probably, um, I would say, maybe about 20 pastors when you got through with it. And you can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can pull this up. Um, and see the whole roundtable or whatever. You can find it on YouTube. Um, It's under Pastor Trump meets with inner-city pastors. Anyway, um, so he calls this meeting, and, of course, you know, the media cameras are in there, and they're flashing, and he had um, everybody around the table, um, starting with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, who was to his left side, started off giving their salutations and introducing who they were around the table. And to be honest, it did kind of sound like a praise fest <laughs> for the president or whatever, but the majority of them were, you know, I would imagine just happy to be at the table. Um some of them had been working with the president for a while even prior to him being elected. They worked on his campaign or what have you. So some of them, Paula, definitely Pastor Paula White was there, and my understanding is she was very instrumental in selecting who sat at the table with the president. To the president's right um, was Pastor John Gray. Now, I, like I said, I, I wanted to kind of zero in on him because I'm more familiar with him and his spirit. So anyway, I'm watching this, and um And I'm listening to everybody, and again, everybody was more of a praise fest to Trump and and what have you and what was going on. Um, I appreciated Pastor Gray because Pastor Gray basically addressed the situation of why they were at the table. Um, He actually prayed the opening prayer. Um, He quoted Um, Dr. Martin Luther King dealing with, you know, you can't affect change until you're at the table where change is being affected. He talked about, you know, even in his prayer, um, just, you know, the, the need for what the conversation was going to be about. So he was not, he did not, you know, give like all this fluff stuff to the president or whatever. He was there to address the issue for which he had been invited to address. Okay, so be that as it may. Fast forward a few hours after this thing airs live, you have ridicule and attacks being hurled at every one of these men that sat around the table because they were sitting at the table with Donald Trump. And one of the major voices that came out against this was Pastor Jamal Bryant. Now, I'm not here to... So bash Pastor Bryant, you know, I guess what he spoke, he spoke from his heart. Um, What concerned me is him being a man of God and the way he handled it. And he came on his little Facebook Live saying that he was in Greensville, which is where Pastor Gray um, is located, where Relentless Church is, and that you know he wanted to make sure everybody understood that he was doing this biblically because the Word of God says that if you have a ought with your brother, you go to your brother and you don't just air out your dirty laundry, so to speak. So he's saying that I'm in Greenville because I want to meet with my brother, and I did text him and I did call him. He did not return my call or my text. So I just want you to know I tried to do this that way. Now this is still the same day of the meeting, right, Um, which you can only imagine if you have a meeting at the White House, there's a lot of rhetoric that you're going to go through after the meeting is over with and what have you. But so his claim was he was doing this, excuse me, biblically, that, you know, since his brother didn't answer his call or return his text, one call, one text, because he didn't respond to that, he felt justified in his rant, because it really was a rant, and he came against everybody that spoke around the table. Um, he felt nobody was harsh enough on the president, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so here's here's what brings me to our to topic today. Now, granted, number one, as I said, you know, I am really, really about the seven mountains of influence, and one of those mountains is government. And I believe that God has called us as his body of believers to have a seat at that table. You cannot effectively make change happen if you're not at the table with those that have the power to enact that change, okay? And that was basically what John Gray said. I really would hope that you guys would go back and listen. Believe with everything that is within me, and I'm gonna open it up to to anybody who wants to to share their opinion, and also to DL and and to Tanya when I'm done. But I am a firm believer that God will entrust certain people to set at the the table of authority, and I believe first and foremost it's a matter of your heart? Can he trust you to sit at that table and conduct yourself in a manner that's befitting to him, number one? Number two, can he trust you to speak what he gives you to speak and to sit there at that table as his representative? Number three, can he trust you with any backlash that may come from sitting at that table. So I believe that God is very, very strategic in placing his children in places of authority and in places of influence because he's got to be able to trust them in those areas. He's got to know that their heart is right, and therefore they won't be swayed by what any sound or doctrine or just be so excited to be at the table that they misrepresent him. Number one. Number two, will you be obedient and speak just what he gives you to speak? Not from your emotions, but from his command as his oracle. See, you, you got to stop and think. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Tanya. I know you remember. is even in speaking to our mates. Are we speaking out of ourselves? or are we speaking out of a place of emotion? We should never get into a dissertation with another in our anger because we're going to speak out of our emotions and not out of the spirit of God. You will misrepresent what God is calling you to to represent in that moment if you get caught up in your emotions. If I'm angry, 90% of the time, my words are not going to come out right. You may see one tear roll down my face because I'm so angry. And past that mark, I am not accountable for what will happen. So I am the one that will tell you, leave me alone. Let me calm down, okay? Let me get with Daddy, okay, so I can come back to myself of who he says I am and not just step out in who Coilette is, okay, because I already know me, all right? I think it's really important if God gives you an audience with someone in authority that we recognize he feels he can trust you to be obedient to what he calls you to say and to do, for his agenda to be on the table, not yours, not yours. I think that's vital. I think that's vital to keep in mind. And then knowing, knowing that any time that you step out in the kingdom of God, if you step out as a representative of God, there will always, always, bar none, be backlash. Always. (laughs) Look at Jesus. Okay, what, you healed the woman on the Sabbath? (laughs) Okay, okay, so I should have let this woman bowed over. She was a daughter of of Abraham, but I need to let her be bowed over because it is Saturday? Are you serious? You know, there will always be ridicule. Everybody will not appreciate the position that God has given you. Some will be jealous of that position. Some will be envious of that position. Some just don't like you because the spotlight is on you and not on them, you know, and some just don't like it because the spirit of the living God is within you. So there's always going to be backlash. We see it in our own family. You know, we see it in the church. We see it in the body all the time, which is really, really sad instead of us. Being there as a support support for our sisters and brothers, we are there to immediately tear them down if God is doing something in their life. really, really sad, but it is what it is, okay, so I want to know if you are ready i mean we've been talking about about the mountains of of influence. Are we really ready to take our seat and be a voice at the table now I, it saddens me to see how these men and women have been attacked only for the reason that they were sitting at the table with Donald Trump. Like him, love him, lump him, matters none. He is the president of the United States of America. You don't have to agree with all of his policies. You don't even have to agree with his morality. You don't have to agree with his person. You don't have to like his hair, whatever. He is that person that is in the seat of authority at this very hour. So if you're invited to the table, you may you cannot be responsible for what his reasoning is, but if God gives you to go-ahead, and, and several of these pastors have said, I prayed before I went. John Gray was really, really, he was on Don Lemon's, Lemon's show on CNN, and Don Lemon tried to give him a really hard time for him even going, and it was like, John was like, you know, I prayed okay, I went because God told me to go. I knew that I would have backlash just because of the how people feel about Donald Trump. But I was invited there to talk about reformation for these inmates when they come out. That is a serious topic, something that's near to my heart. So yes, I went. I prayed. I got to go ahead. I believe God told me to go. So I went. Now, when I saw him When I turned it on and I saw him sitting right at the right hand of Donald Trump, the first thing that came to my mind was look at number eight. Look at number eight. I don't know if you guys have read his book. You need to get it. I am number eight. Because he talks about where he comes from and how so many of us have that stigmatism of that eighth person. That eighth person was David. When Solomon had went through, uh, or Samuel rather, had prayed over, uh, had looked at all of Jesse's sons, all seven of them, and he's like, is there another? Because God is saying it's none of them. And number eight was the one that was out in the field that they call the run, you know, the ruddy one. And John equates himself to being number eight, that one that everybody said would never be nothing, that everybody overlooked and what have you. So when I saw him sitting at the right hand of the president, my first thought was, look at number eight, look at God, look at God, okay? And it grieves me that people can't see past their own agenda, even in everyday life, how we talk about this man, how we backbite and and just ridicule this man instead of doing what the Word of God said to do, and that's to pray for him. Let me tell you this, and I'm going on record for quite that right this minute, okay? I think President uh, Barack Hussein Obama has swag. I think that as a black man in that office, they probably couldn't have picked a better one to handle himself under the pressure of what he was under in that position. But do I agree with all of his policies? Absolutely not. In fact, when the man ran the second time, I had to go to God and say, you know what, I'm not feeling this, Lord. What do I need to Do I vote for this man or what? Because his policies go against everything that I believe to be true and sacred according to your word. So it wasn't about him being a black man. It was just, you know, what are your policies? I, Donald Trump, I think Donald Trump have a whole lot of flaws, but guess what? He is that person in authority right now, and according to my Bible, I am to pray for him, not get caught up in all the rhetoric and the gossip and allow my emotions to keep my focus on what God may be doing in the midst. God used Pharaoh to loose his people and let them go and then killed all of his people, but he used him after he hardened his heart so that he could make a stand and show people who he really was, God showing the world who he really was. So I don't count God out. I've even said, I'm being transparent, I've even said, God, I must be really, really wise, really, really wise, because you said you would choose the foolish things to confound the wise. And I look at this man in that White House right now, and I am so confounded, okay? But nevertheless, you are God. You set one up high and you pull another one down. you got him there. You've got him for a purpose. So if I need to pray for him, that I will do. Do I condone his actions? No. Do I believe he's the best man for the job personally? No. But guess what? I didn't put him there. Okay? But he's there. He's there because God would have him there. And there are little things that you can see that he does that it's like, okay, God, I saw that. Okay, yeah, I understand. Okay, all right, all right. Don't mean I like it like all of his policies. I didn't like all of Barack Obama's policies. I don't know of anybody on this planet that I like everything that they say, think, or do. My mother loved me more than anybody I could ever conceive of other than God Almighty, and I didn't like everything she told me to do, okay? So I'm just saying, we as the body of Christ have to get up off of our condescending high horse and out of our emotions and recognize when the hand of God is moving. And if we are going to have a seat at the table of influence, what are we going to do with that seat? How are we going to handle it? And are we prepared for what comes with it? It is just like the anointing in the in the spirit of the living God. When you go from level to level to level and the anointing gets greater and greater, so does an attack on your life. Are you ready to walk through all that you have to walk through to be who God has called you to be? Okay. So with that, I'm going to open up the floor for discussion, and I really want to hear your heart and, and know how you feel about what transpired this week. Since we have not heard from D.L. in such a very, very long time, you've only had we ladies to deal with, I am definitely going to open up the floor with him. So, my brother, you have the helm.
2: Well, amen. Well, I can definitely, definitely tell um, how passionate and how uh, uh <laughs> moved you were by uh this entire conversation i get i didn't get a chance um to actually see it did hear about it um and just to hear uh what you're saying it's almost like being there because of the passion that you speak with when it comes to that um when it comes to different ones as you said if i'm uh um, correct me if I'm wrong but um I believe Paula White orchestrated the ones that, or handpicked the ones that was going to be there. And so, first of all, these were handpicked people for some reason or another. What that reason is, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think if anybody, um, what we are as, as, as men and women of God, we are ministers uh, to serve, and, and we have what we call the power of influence. And I believe that if God speaks to anyone, he can, I believe he can speak to anyone. And I feel like it's, if, if you have an opportunity to sit beside the president, regardless of what his flaws or his faults are, uh, I think that you should do that because I, I feel like um, he will hear God in some form or fashion. And he may not. But you got 20 people there. If they're all speaking God. Something got to, to creep through. What's disappointing Mm -hmm. is that we as a a body of Christ, how we would attack uh, people that want to correct change. Um, Mm -hmm. I I never really understand that about the body of Christ, Uh, why we have, I I wouldn't say necessarily um, the crab mentality. It's just it's almost like this jealous spirit because you're not in place. My thing is, Mm -hmm. what would you do? Uh, if you were offered that seat, why wouldn't you, you take it? See a lot of people they get so deep for me it wouldn't even be an issue of 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 prayer for me. The prayer would be, God, what is it that I need to say when I get to this place, not whether I'm going to accept the meeting or not. The issue is God, you've allowed me to come into this this the president's presence, regardless of what I think about him what is it that you would have me to say?
0: Amen. Yeah.
2: Because anytime you're going to affect change in any way, the thing about it is it, it, it starts off with a conversation. I still don't understand how the body of believers, this still is the same mentality of people who think God is going to drop uh, manna from the sky like he did in the Old Testament. Well, we haven't seen mm-hmm. that uh, lately, at least not in my lifetime. But what he does is that he opens up a seat or a chair for us to affect change. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. And, and,
2: the, and the bottom line is that we have to go and we have to step in that seat. But the important part is, is not to praise Donald Trump you know, for what he's doing. It's to deal with the issue that you were called, therefore, not to deal with his personality, not to deal with some of the stuff that he's been doing. But why were you called there? We yeah. call there for a very important reason, and that's to yeah. affect change for when men and women get out of prison to have somewhere to go. I don't care what your politics are. You're asking me what is it that we can do to affect change, to help our brothers and sisters, because the truth be told, it's our brothers and sisters that's populating these prisons. So yeah. be mad with me all you want. I'm here to try to affect change, to say, okay, I'm not here to 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 talk about uh, what it is that I think you've done with the porn star. That's not my issue. My issue uh-huh. is what I'm here for is to talk about what we're going to do for as the population of these men and women that are in prison when they get out what we're going to uh-huh. do for them.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And if we can't be behind these men, these men and women of God that were invited for that, Colette, I'm going on the record. Shame on us. Shame on us as a body of believers that we won't back the people up. Who cares what you think about our president? What he's talking about Mm -hmm. is how can we do? Now, I go there and do what God says do. Now it's up to you because the record Mm -hmm. is going to show and I'm glad, mm-hmm. not here, John Gray, but I'm glad through your reporting that you said, say, all right, this is what I'm here to talk about. I'm not mm-hmm. here to give you no fluff. I'm not here to kiss up. This is what we're talking about. How do we deal with this? So everybody's, you know, they're, they're in an uproar. You know, and, 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 and Jamal Bryant, you know, he should be shaming himself. Oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he should be shaming himself. Because the simple fact is that yeah, you call your brother, or you text your brother, but just because he doesn't respond, you have you have no idea what he had to go through that day in exactly. order to even be with. See, see, first of all, what you have to realize is that, and and I'm and I'm being I'm just being frank here. Black people, they hating on Trump. You just you just you just invited twenty black people. Trust me, regardless whether they pass <laughs> They could have been bricklayers, but they're getting ready to go okay. through some intense screening because he already knows how they feel folk crazy yeah. today that's true. Yeah.
0: that's true I agree we have
2: pastors take we have pastors taking their lives because of stress. Mm-hmm. we have pastors doing things that they didn't do before because of things that hey, they you don't think, hey, man you don't think President Trump is going to have them thoroughly checked, they may not even have their cell phones.
3: Amen.
1: Thank you. Exactly. Amen. That's what I'm saying. So much rhetoric goes into you going to the White House. Are you serious?
3: Let me tell what? you something. I'm there. I'm, I am I feel the same way. I did hear this, uh, Pastor Jamal Bryan on YouTube. You know, I have a couple of ministers that I listen to certain things. And you gotta hear me what I'm saying to you. When you were just speaking just a minute ago, I thought to myself, "Wow, jealous because you didn't get called." Now, if he want to call me on my own phone number, he can call me on my phone. First thing that dropped in my to mind, face. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead because that's why we call it is real. You know what I'm saying? First, Jamal, you ain't the only one that's a prophet and a man of God. Okay, one, you ain't the only one. Two, Jamal, you ain't the only one that's been called by God. Okay, three. Are you a little upset because they didn't call you? You didn't get the roster. Maybe you got the memo too late. One of the two things probably happened to you. See, this is my biggest thing. And I'm like you, Seth. When are we as a people getting ready to come together as a black people, as a unit, African american whatever you want to call yourself? I just think it's really sad that when we finally, God finally put us in a role of position and and acknowledge us, then we have a problem with each other. I just still don't get that. It doesn't matter if you want a job and you get a promotion and somebody didn't, it's always going to be, but she did this and she did that. Somebody always have something to say about it, you know, and it's just really sad to me because I believe that we as a people, we're the only ones that have not come together yet of who we are in unity because if we did, I believe we would be besides Hispanics, the most powerful race that there is. But these are the things that we always have to go through 2 I'm like you said, um, well, then, Jamal, try to get in touch with my sister, Corlette, that I'm on the line with, because you might not ever get hurt. You're going to be feeling real salty. Because, you know, people are busy, and people got things to do. You don't, you're not going to stop, drop, and roll the first time somebody texts you or say something. Two, I really love what you said, sis, about number eight. I have not read that book, but I'm going to get it. I believe in my heart, though, like you are saying, what would you do? You know, I tell people all the time. I heard GD Jake say, Man, I, 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 one thing I don't really like, he said, but I do it, and that's take pictures. He said, But it's just amazing to me when people want to take pictures with me, they just flashing and cheesing. Then they'll go back and tell everybody they know me, but they didn't even sit and ask me, You with the man, and you, you couldn't even mm-hmm. ask me one question. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so what I'm trying to that? say how is. How you feel?
1: Anything. Yeah, yeah. He,
3: yeah. And that's what he said. He said, Here I am with all this knowledge and information. And instead, you'd rather take one picture and go back and tell everybody that you know me. You took a picture when you were right there in front of the man of God. And you couldn't even ask me anything. You could, you didn't even want me to pray over you. You know what I'm saying? so this is how, you know, this is how I look at it like that. You know, somebody once said to me, is it, since, what is it? Is it Bloomfield, one of the richest men in the world? Bloom, um, is it Bloomfield or something?
0: He's uh, one about of the
3: richest men. Warren Buffett is one of them But I heard Warren Buffett say this Do you know, do you know to have lunch with Warren Buffett is a million dollars If you want to have lunch With him it's a million dollars And that's one hour And I heard a man say I, I wanted to pay that million dollars I went to a finance class He said to sit down and talk to the richest man On earth Before you even go you better know what you're going to say You got one hour for a million dollars What you getting ready to ask this man you're not going to sit there and have a casual conversation. You're going to get straight and pivot to the point if you're if you spending a million dollars. Well, you know, to me, for Kim Kardashian to go to the White House and talk to him and they let a black lady out of prison, that was powerful to me. That was powerful to me. Because to me, I don't know what kind of influence, but she got something. And so my biggest thing is, because you're not called at the moment, are you going to react this way? See that's what the people that's what God said. many are called, but few are chosen, so you may have been yeah. called, but maybe you wasn't chosen, but are you gonna um, roll your um hands up, pout, and stump your feet because it ain't because y- you didn't get called? I think that's really oh. crazy says i I think it was really great for all the black pastors to go on being honest with you. I pray in the name of Jesus that they got something across you know period that we can help our communities because we're really the largest yeah. community that's suffering in so many different areas says you know, and it's just so sad how we assassinate each other's characters. You know what I'm trying to say? My pastor down uh-huh. here, my pastor is my pastor's 34 years old. He's not married. He's single. Good looking man. Do you know how many people have said to me, "Your pastor's gay"? What? Hold him up! Don't talk about my pastor for one. Do you know him personally for two? And because what well, he, you notice he don't have a wife. Do he have to have a wife to be a man of God? Thank you. Do you know what Thank I'm saying? You. Nobody calls, right. Do he have to be? You got popes that don't have wives. Do you know what I'm saying? What do that mean? So, you know, people always have something foul to say. If you was big and you lost weight, they're going to have something to say. If you was well, little and you gave weight, they're going to have something to say. If your hair is long and you want it short, they're going to have something to say. So, you know, it's just sad to me, sis. I just think, come on, people, we need to wake up. You know, Martin Luther King died for such a purpose. And you know what? I bet she's rolling over right now because you know what? We have not come any further anymore. We have literally have done a turnaround, and we're going the other way.
1: It's crazy. It is really, really crazy. Um, you know, the word says he – well, this is what Christ said to, to all of those that had rocks in their hand that wanted to stone the woman – he who is without sin cast the first stone, okay? So I really believe that if you live in a glass house, you really shouldn't be throwing rocks, okay? You know, um, so all of these people, like I said, you know, as a person, I, I, I will be really honest, Trump would not be my choice, okay? But nevertheless, it was not my choice to put him there, and he's there. So we deal with that, but we can't just just completely ridicule and come at this man and not see the hand of God at work in the background do I think he's off his rocker half the time? I do, I'm just being honest but guess what, you know you got to be crazy, a little bit crazy for God to give you the boldness that he does to do what what he needs you to do none of us get it all right none of us, but again so if we're going to be in that seat of influence if God is going to give us um a seat at the table, what are we gonna do with that seat? What if we go in there with a chip on our shoulder and we only reason we're there is to give the president a piece of my mind? Well you've lost the reason for you being there because you've not influenced nothing. He got enough people talking about him. Trust me, he knows every single thing that's being said about him because he's like that. He's so vain, he needs to know everything. Okay? So trust me, he knows how people feel about him. He knows that he can twist it and turn it and try to feel like he is all that and a bag of chips in everybody's mind, but he know better, okay? That's not what he needs. He needs somebody that's going to, if he's going to give ear to someone, he needs to give ear to someone that's going to allow God to speak through him truth. What was the reason for the meeting? It was urban renewal of of our penials penal system of how we're how we're rehabilitating and introducing back into society our men and women that's been incarcerated. This man and I think I wanna say four million jobs across the country being made available through urban community centers, and I think that's that's the number. I said I wasn't going to say it because I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure that was the number, 4 million jobs across the nation and the majority of them being made available through urban community centers and those are the neighborhoods that these individuals are coming back to i don't care about your cameras i don't care about the press i don't care about none of that if i have the ability to sit at a table and and be part of the process of possibly being able to help some of those people coming back into my community you see, everybody at the table, they, hey, they didn't come from little flimsy churches. They came from places where they can really be influential in in enacting in change in their community. Most of them already have programs that they had established, and this would give them a leg up on their own program. So why am I going to go in insulting this man? If You know what, if you're telling me you're here to help me, come on now. I don't have to like your politics. God has given me favor to sit at this table and possibly be a blessing to hundreds of thousands of people within a certain mile radius that could be that I can have a hand in assisting. Come on, seriously? And the only thing I can think about is is, is ridiculing you and, and putting you down when God has given me favor to sit at this table? Really? And and, and that's my problem. This is why you'll never see posts on my page talking against the president, okay? Really, I try not to talk against anybody. I really, really try not to because I know how imperfect I am. So if I'm an imperfect being, then everybody else out there is imperfect as well, okay? Seriously. So I try not to ridicule, and that's why I've tried to be super sensitive in the way I've expressed myself on this today. Okay, but at the same time, get your head out your butt and understand reality of the favor of God. What does that mean? We need to have a seat at all of these tables at at at, at the the governmental level, at the arts and entertainment level, at the business level. We need to have seats at these tables. We need to have, some, have the ear of people that are in authority. If God blesses you and opens that avenue up for you, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? You know, what are you going to do with it? Yes, and can I say something? Long enough. Yes.
3: I'm sorry, baby. Please forgive me. Go ahead and finish that because then I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say.
1: I was just going to say, and are you strong enough for the repercussions that you're going, because you're going to get it, are you strong enough to handle the repercussions because you took the seat at the table? They're calling them Uncle Tom's. They're calling them all these different things, like really, really racial slurs and all kinds of things are coming at these men. It wasn't just Jamal Bryant. Really, you know, bless his heart, his was probably – minute compared to all of them that have come against these men because they and women because they were at the table. It's like, but it's a given. It's a given. If you want, if you want to be established in these places of authority, then it's a given. People aren't going to like you. They're going to come at you. So are you strong enough to handle it in God? In God, one thing I have not seen, and I'm going to give this back to you, Tam, one thing I've not seen is not one of them that sat at the table has clapped back at any of these people in a harsh, negative way. They've all said, listen, I'm praying for them. You know, I, I watched um, Bishop Henderson a minute ago. He was just—he was really touching his heart. He was like, you know, this is, this is very emotional for me because I've been working with the president for over a year and a half on this very issue. So, yes, I was at the table. You know, and it's very emotional for me to hear the backlash and what's coming back against all of us because we were there because this is a very important topic to us. We weren't there for a photo op. we were there because this is important. Go ahead, you know what
3: that's really powerful, Susan exactly, and I just don't understand why many of many thousands of others don't feel the way you do if it was an issue that involved all of us. We should have all been, fit, even though we were not there at the White House, we should have still have taken a seat and listened clearly to what was really yeah. going on. I believe a lot of people are backlashing behind something they don't know what they're talking about. I believe in my heart half the people are just reading social media and getting half the story and not all the story, because that's normally what happens. Right. But what's really sad to me, and I just want to tell, I just I want to reach out to all the black ministers that were not chosen to sit at the seat with the president. How come there hasn't, ever all the black churches we have, and I guarantee you we could probably wipe out all the Hispanic, Mexican, Jewish, and all churches put together with just the black churches, period. All over the world, period. How come all of us black ministers could not come together together in one and discuss issues with each other? You know why? Because one got a problem with the other. One thinks they're bigger than the other one. one. That's just really bad to me. How come black ministers, the same one that got something to say about the ones that were chosen, How come there has not been a meeting called out of all the black churches? You can just go to the black churches in Georgia, and I bet you will wipe out half the world. But if we go all over the world and get all the black ministers together, women, men, all, can we get something done? That's just really sad. How come we have not called a meeting of the minds of that? That's all I wanted to say. But we got more to say about others that were chosen.
1: Let let me me ask you, D.L., because you've been a pastor before. So as a pastor, as a formal pastor, you know, what was your experience, you know, as far as pastors in your community coming together to enact any kind of change?
2: It's the same old, same old, Collette. This is just on a higher scale. This is what's been going on in the black community and sadly, and unfortunately, it's a sad commentary in the black churches. Once again, um, it's when it's about coming together individually. Churches are trying to do this thing by themselves, um, but it's always been an issue of pastors coming together um, and working on one common cause. And so you you have you have that, and I'm just I don't. I, it's always been hard for me to understand. Why is it that the white communities or white churches, regardless of what their differences are, whether they're Catholic, Presbyterian, Holiness Baptist, can come together for a cause and be effective. But when it comes to our churches, our black churches, we're ready to attack when they're trying to do the exact same thing. Now, I, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say and I'm putting myself out there. If that was 25 white pastors, I don't think it would have been the same thing.
0: I truly, honestly don't. And that's what's sad about
2: this. That's what's totally sad about this is we're coming together uh, trying to make a difference and trying to affect change, and you get attacked. Really? We're trying to affect change. Isn't that what God is about?
3: But you know what? I believe in my heart, though, D, like you're saying, if they would have called 20, 20 white ministers, then the black ministers would have had a problem. That's how come they weren't called. So you know what? They you talked know. about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? They talked about Jesus. And and that's why they put that so deep in the Bible. You know, we got to understand one thing. It's just really sad people. You know, you know people are dying for less than that. And we, we, we're just so jealous of each other and backbiting. and and in, 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 in just different things If it ain't your position, it's your level If it ain't that, then it's your hair Some people can't even go to church Because they're pay, paying attention to what the pastor got on Or what the next sister Sally got on next to him. That's why churches are failing right now Because instead of you you loving one another You know, sis Man, I, I'm just This is a deep passion to me and um Because I'm like you sis I try not to talk about nobody I went out and voted when President Trump was going to office I don't know about y'all, but I went out and voted but for all y'all that felt like you you didn't want to vote for Hillary, so you and you weren't going to vote for Clinton, but y'all stayed at home and twiddled your thumbs. Well, guess what? The white people were out there voting and making sure that they put the one that they wanted in there. But instead of you guys going out and making a choice, you the same ones and saying something. I guarantee you half didn't even vote. So who are you to say anything? Even if you didn't vote, who are you to say who was in there? You know what I'm saying? And Don't you know something? Trump ain't power, more powerful than God. Get that in your heads right now. And I truly believe in my heart he had to go in there for a purpose and a plan, baby. So y'all better um, wake up, start snapping out of this trance y'all in, thinking it's all about Trump because it ain't about Trump. You better look, turn around and look at all the signs of the times and the things that's going on in the world and, and, and floods going on now and fires burning out of control and different things that's going on and people and kids murdering kids in school and doing different stuff. You better wake up, people, because it ain't about Trump. It's really about you. But instead of you opening up your eyes and seeing what difference you can make, even if you wasn't called at the White House, what are you making? What difference are you making in your church? What difference are you making in your community? What difference are you making on your job? What difference are you making in your family? If you can't get your family straight, you can't get your job straight, then I really don't think you have anything to say about the White House, baby, because you're going a little bit higher than where you supposed to be.
2: I just want to say this real quick before we go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Trump serves a purpose.
0: Yes, he We does. seem to
2: forget that. And what you have to say, yep. Trump serves a purpose, and, and God serves a purpose as well as the enemy. And what if y'all don't realize, to be perfectly honest, Trump being in office has truly, truly
0: brought black folk closer. Think about <laughs> it. Hmm? we come united.
1: You know that. Oh,
0: but the enemy... Exactly, people
2: miss it, but it brings us closer because we're talking more to one another, but the enemy is going to do his thing too, and he's and he's using the church to do it. See the thing about it is instead of us coming closer, he set it up, and now you got black folk attacking black folk just for listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you have to be you have to be careful because the bottom line is that. It's the thing that can bring us closer, but it's also the thing that can separate us. That's how our okay. gifts work. The very thing that makes us the gifted person is the thing that makes us great, but it's also the thing that mm-hmm. makes us very vulnerable.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, one one thing I do have to say, because um, I, I, I was trying to be as um, – for lack of a better word, politically correct as possible in dealing with Pastor Bryant. Here's what really, really annoyed me, um, more so than the rhetoric that he was spewing out, but the fact that he tried to say he was doing it from a biblical perspective. We gotta be careful how we use God in his word. Again, you gotta you come call out. this man once. You call this man once so you claim that you have a ought with your brother, and according to the word, you were supposed to go to your brother before you brought him before people. So because you tried to get in touch with him and he didn't reciprocate in a timely manner, what in what you considered a timely manner, because the day had not ended. In fact, it had only been probably a couple of hours since everything aired that the meeting had happened. You decided to take to the airwaves it to me made it seem like you had to have your 15 minutes of fame and you had to you know get out there and and make sure since you didn't have a seat at that table you still had dialogue you had to converse and and i'm sorry that's sad that's sad it is started your commentary out with this is my brother john gray is my brother well you did not treat him as your brother You did not. Come on. So let's be honest about it. You did not treat him as your brother because as your brother, you would have not said anything to anybody until you spoke to your brother, not until you just tried to reach your brother, but until you spoke to your brother and found out from your brother what transpired. Because guess what? We saw all of 15, 20 minutes of people giving their salutations, we didn't see the meeting. We don't know what happened in the meeting. This was just people giving their salutation. That's all. So we don't even know what transpired in the meeting. But because of what you witnessed in those few minutes, you felt you had to go on the airwaves and and, re, and rebuke everybody. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Okay? And Amen. And to me, Amen. you need to be held accountable for being wrong. Seriously. I agree. I agree. you you have I, I, a, a, a voice You're, you have a platform you have a voice what are you doing with the platform and the voice you have been given that's, 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 prob- that's, that's, that's my that's awesome. my that's my dissertation and I'm sticking to it <laughs> So see y'all, it was so so good to have you on the show today We I miss, miss you man you. We that miss was you great being here Amen. Yes. Amen. Love you Amen. Miss you guys too
0: Love you,
1: too. Thank you. Thank you so much for your input, Tanya. As always, thank you for your input. Um, Audience, you know, I opened it up. I wanted your input as well. Nobody, you know, wanted to chime in. And that's fine. I understand. It's a hot topic. I, I got that. But I pray that something has been said by one of us today that would cause you to stop and to think before you speak. And and to recognize the privilege of God's favor on your life if he gives you a seat at a table of influence. Let the Lord use you. Do not be used of your emotions. To God be the glory. We will chat again next week. Lord willing, I pray that you have an incredibly blessed week. Love you guys. Have Love a you guys. rest of your day. Share it on Facebook. <laughs> yes, share, 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 share. We we really want this word to get out. Share, share, share. God bless. Let's
0: keep it